0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get to this thing called a podcast.
1: It's the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 64, recorded October 27th, 2021. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And as you might guess, this is another installment in our ongoing Bands on the Real series, and tonight we are talking about Prince the Movie. More or less. Better known as Purple Rain. Purple Rain.
0: Yes, it is Prince the Movie, but it is also kind of Apollonia- little bit of the time too but we'll we'll get to that
1: yeah yeah so it's 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 a little bit this and a little bit that but pretty much everybody goes by their own real names in this movie including but not limited to Morris Day yes and Jerome yeah yeah for some reason Prince is referred to as the kid the kid um, but... everybody else goes by their own names you know the, mm-hmm. the revolutions you know Wendy is Wendy Lisa's Lisa, is Lisa and Bobby is Bobby Bobby.
0: I don't know if Matt Fink actually ever gets referred to by name, but I imagine he's Matt Fink. I I, I don't remember that he did, but it's Prince is always the kid here. Yeah, Prince is always the kid, Uh, but anyway, yeah, so this is from 1984, Um, so Andrew forgot to give some history notes uh, on on a couple of things. I literally meant (laughs) to put it in, but for some reason didn't read them when I said them earlier, Um, so... Uh, last time with uh, with UHF, we kind of covered the bulk of the '80s, and I totally missed something from the '70s—a very important movie in this genre, if you will—and that is um, from the uh, from the late '70s. The, the harder they come. So this is a that is a movie. It's a reggae movie. Um, it's Jimmy Cliff's movie, where he plays a guy who goes to Kingston to kind of like make it big, try to make a name for himself, goes to the big city and such, and uh, falls into just some a lot of bad luck. But he does record like this big song, the the title song. Um, you know the harder they come the harder they fall one and all it's actually a pretty good song i am i am not the biggest reggae fan but i ended up enjoying the songs in it a lot so it's worth checking out i saw it um in february of this year and um that's that, that that's like a big movie and all that like in this in this genre and i totally forgot to mention it but it's uh, it's pretty good uh he becomes uh he records this song and it's sort of like not a big deal until he gets involved in a crime and the cops are coming after him and he becomes this like big folk hero so tim and i may it may be one that we may you know cover in the future but we'll see um but yeah they yeah. But then I found out there was a movie, and so while searching for that, there are dozens of movies where they're, that just feature rock bands. Like we've talked about this a bunch of times, but very rarely do we have rock bands like acting in some manner. But I did find that apparently Joan Jett kind of has a movie. Um, It's a Paul Schrader movie called light of day. Um, And it's more probably, I would say it's probably more Michael J Fox's movie. So Michael J Fox and Joan Jett play brother and sister and they are in a band called, I think they're called the bar busters or something. I have not seen this movie, but um, you know, Joan Jett does contribute a number of songs. She does perform a lot in the movie. Uh, Trent Reznor also is in the movie in this like apparently weird, like new wave pop band like scene. So he's like a member of that band and like, I don't know. It's a this may be something that Tim and I have to investigate just because it just seems so odd. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Springsteen apparently wrote songs. Who's, who's a guy? I'm actually surprised doesn't have a movie like this um, around this time, but he didn't. So, as it is, um, Prince on the other hand was quite the big deal at this point. So Prince had kind of started in the late '70s. Um, his first record is actually just him, and he's like 18 when he recorded it. So worth checking out. That's called For You. He is everything on that album. Um, and then the uh, second album is, you know, it's not bad um, But he starts really making a, making a name for himself with Dirty Mind That's kind of what gets him on the map And uh, Controversy is, a re- is a, his next record after that in the early 80s And that's when he gets most of the revolution or, like into the group by then Or a good chunk of them are, are in there by now But then he becomes like a household name with 1999, the next record And I think we all probably know how that one goes you know at least that title song but that's also the record with Little Red Corvette so these are the very important Prince record Um, Wendy and Lisa are in that they sing in that one and so and Basically the revolution is in there too So Des Dickerson is still with the group at that point He is not when Purple Rain happens And the reason why we have a Purple Rain movie Is because Prince apparently told His, I, I don't really know if he was like His manager or if he was just like The record guy, but he said he would Not re-sign his contract unless he Was in a feature film <laughs> And so that's that's more or less how we got Purple Rain started um, They shopped it around to a very, various Studios, none of which really wanted it And so the manager guy ended up being doing uh, being the producer <laughs> on the movie um and then they you know got a script ready and then like yeah
1: he risked too much for the one thing that meant everything his music
0: prince the story it's
1: the, prince.
0: the struggle the movie Purple Rain. Uh, so yeah, Purple Rain, 1984, starring Prince and the Revolution. It is very much Prince and the Revolution's movie. It this is more Hard Day's Night than like than Head was, I would say. Yeah,
1: yeah. And let's 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 be fair. The the term script is a little bit generous here.
0: Uh, I would. It has a story. I'd say it has more plot it, than Hard it, Day's it Night does. So I it mean, does yeah. Um, the how, like uh, there's definitely more arcs than than like hard days night in head for sure uh maybe not as much as uhf but eh, i don't know jury's out there um but the like because i mean the the thing is here is like prince is the one who probably goes through the most character development but like the main arc stuff like the things happen to a person kind of Mm -hmm. plot Mm -hmm. those are that's generally apollonia so we're we're in minneapolis in the early 80s um we're at this this nightclub where where the revolution play regularly and they kind of have this rivalry with this other band that plays there regularly, the time who are the time, the time. Uh, Morse day and the time. And, uh, and it's sort of like them trying to make a name for themselves, trying to become a big deal. And, you know, them, you know, so there's that story. There's like the story of the revolution, trying to become big.
1: Basically. Yeah. Trying, trying to break out.
0: Yeah. Trying to break out. And then we have this other story about Apollonia who just moved to Minneapolis to kind of like make it into show business. Why she picked Minneapolis and not Los Angeles i don't know i guess she yeah. just went to the closest big city she was at i guess and so like but she has like we follow her a lot in her trying to become a pop star like or been trying to get into the show business and so like prince kind of takes her under the wing for a little bit he puts her or like he's you know he tries to get things going for her but then like morris kind of like tempts her away so that they can be in the, so she can be in this other group and and yeah it's uh it's like, yeah, I can see why you mean by by, by plot here, because it's at this point it kind of it's kinda, it's kind
1: of thin. It kind of falls apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it,
0: um we have well, it doesn't fall apart. It still keeps going, but then it just becomes mostly music. And uh but we also have like some store we see we have some time with the kid and his family. Um, this rather contentious family relationship that's going on with his dad Um uh, his dad like tries to commit suicide later and it's very dramatic it's uh this it provides more like and I, I feel kind of weird about this like we have this like suicide seeming to just exist for prince to try to show off some acting skills and he doesn't quite get there and yeah yeah. Uh, however, we find out that like, you know, his dad was a musician in his time and that ends up being really inspiring for him. And yeah, and there's this whole other subplot where Wendy and Lisa are trying to write a song to make him do, which ends up being the title song of the movie. And it's uh there's a lot going on, but not really um, the way I just explained. It makes it sound like a vastly more complicated movie than it is.
1: Yeah. Basically none of the things that happen in the movie as you've just described them really go any deeper than what you just described yeah, no like, you're that's, totally right that is that is basically the entire movie there it's it is it is that shallow it's like okay there's there's like three inches of water here it's mm-hmm. not any deeper than that don't really expect it to be yeah and yeah, there, there's some character moments where it's like, okay, you get some insight into who a character is, but we never ever go super deep into any of them really, who they are, what's really motivating right. them, except for the kid a little more kind mm-hmm. of.
0: Kind of. Yeah, it's odd because like he gets the most character development because he's the one who like learns the lesson. And like we see him like go through some like trials and tribulations more. But Apollonia is the one who's like who kind of has the up and comer story that we're more involved like it's weird because the revolution are already a thing like they are Mm -hmm. built they like we don't get the origin the revolution we get the origin of apollonia and the apollonia six um so it's uh it's it's just kind of interesting there Uh, and but it's not like it they meld together really well it's not like there's two separate stories that and it feels like two separate movies it's just it's just interesting that that's how it shook out.
1: Yeah, this this doesn't ever feel disjointed. No, not at it all. Feels, yeah. It feels like a, a fairly loosely woven but still solid fabric. It's it's just not a whole lot of weight to it. Not really. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really a showcase for the music, and it does that super super well.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when uh, when we're really here for the songs it is a great vehicle for these songs. I like the fact that it's done in that it all takes place at this, like one, well, not all of it, but I mean, like the, the reason why we have songs in this movie is because they perform at a club. And that being the reason why we have the songs is actually a great thing. Like, I mean, like with the Beatles, it was like, well, they're a band and they perform the songs in various places. Yeah. Like except with the exception of the train scene. I mean, like for the most part, it makes sense why they're, why they're you know, whereas like with head, we have like mostly just kind of like music videos. And not, nothing wrong with that either, but I don't know. I like the fact that we have the club as like a big showcase place for these songs. And I think it works really well with the, just the story.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it works really, really well. Basically the script as it is, is just a, a framework to to get us from one song to the next. And yep. there, there's, there's a little bit of connective tissue in between there. And yeah, the, there's, there's this club, and what's great about that is it really captures the atmosphere of, of the club oh, totally. Where there's, yeah. where there's this music and people are really, really super into it. And that I think is, is what I like most about the movie mm-hmm. is that kind of that atmosphere comes across and comes out of the screen and, and grabs the audience and carries you along with it.
0: Yeah. All right. So now we got to get to the Prince of it all. And that is
1: how do we feel about Prince as an actor here? <laughs> So, Prince as an actor. Um, Prince as an actor comes across very much like Prince as a person kind of had a reputation for being, which is... A little controlling? Ex- a, a, a bit a bit controlling, for sure, but also... A smidge volatile? Volatile, but, but also in his, in his speech patterns oh, yeah. and, 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 and his inflections, very very even keeled like, yeah like, like like surface of a pond it's like getting an actual reaction out of him is like, good luck <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um except for like the few moments where he has like he gets into a fight with uh with Apollonia I mean like we don't really have a lot of that it's weird like we'll have a volatile explosive
1: moment but for the most part he's just really yeah and those those seem to come you know, basically out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, but it's but it's sort of established that that's sort of how his dad is is um,
1: what we're yeah. kind of given. It. So it's not like it doesn't track, but it is sort of. So uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. It it does track in context. In context, but uh, when
0: you but when we're looking at it, doesn't hold up to scrutiny,
1: right? Yeah, right. In in a different script, if you put this in there and and this yeah. is how he plays, it's like mm, that's mm. it's not really doing anything for anybody <laughs> right supposedly um and this doesn't
0: surprise me a lot of people are like this um a lot of performers are like this uh, prince was a very introverted guy yeah and that's and he put all of the other stuff in his performance which i'm like i totally buy and that makes and, it, and it's very you very much see that like kind of dichotomy between like the kid versus like the kid just going around and the kid performing
1: it they, they really it really does seem like two separate people yeah yeah and i i completely get that so that's that's not unheard of at all like nope. like you said but uh, prince as an actor yeah it could be serviceable better. in this script mm-hmm. but is yeah not 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 great yeah objectively outside of this specific yeah. instance outside of this
0: yeah um better than members of the beatles maybe uh, uh possibly possibly um Maybe better than John, <laughs> um, maybe.
1: It, well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I th- not I as think good as Ringo. On, yeah, yeah, I, I think I brought this up on on that yeah. show. They're on on a on a live BBC radio performance they did they they all brought that up and they they joked with each other for a yeah a, a few seconds it's like oh no ball was the worst. oh no john john was the worst oh yeah ringo was the best though yeah, ringo. They all agreed, ringo is the best ringo and the monkeys
0: give us the best performances so far i kind of feel well i mean weird owls get does a does a pretty
1: good job so yeah uh maybe better than some of the beatles yeah possibly <laughs> possibly but, but, yeah 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 not as good as Ringo, in any case. No, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I, I I don't know if it's sort of odd because I think Apollonia, although she was like at least nominated for a Razzie for this, like I don't think she's that particularly bad. I think she's like no worse than Prince. Um,
1: I don't know if she's better than Prince. Yeah, and and that's 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 weird. So I mean, there there are a couple of interesting performances here, but you know, like like Prince is kind of your baseline as as far as acting mm-hmm. goes, and. Yeah, everybody else's sort sort of falls relative to that a little above or maybe a little below Mm -hmm. with a couple of exceptions. Yes. And
0: I think that brings us to Morris and Jerome. (laughs) It Uh, does. So like watching this again, I because I had seen this sometime like a little bit. I had tried watching this in like high school and for some reason. Got as far as Jungle Love. And no, not, no, I got, I got beyond that. I got, I got a little bit past that, but then didn't finish it for whatever reason. I don't think it was like I was bored or anything. I think I I just didn't have enough time and had to return it. Um, So I ended up seeing this like, you know, a little bit after Prince died. And I remember being kind of like, this is a strange movie. Um, (laughs) And, but watching it this time, it was like, like strange in a good way, though. I mean, like it was, it just wasn't what I expected, strange. And then, but this time watched it, I was like, wow, Morris Day is actually pretty good. Like I was kind of surprised. Now, I think this might be because Morris is mostly just a heel. <laughs> like he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do acting as like right. like the other two do. Um he just yeah. gets to be kind yeah. of a jerk and revel in doing it. But he's really good at
1: it. Yeah, air but, quotes here Morris Day as played by Morris Day yeah. is is really very very one note and but I mean, plays it to the, to the rafters mm-hmm. and And it works in context. In context. And it's like he's he's clearly having a good time doing it. Mm -hmm. And that that comes across and it it helps. It helps the performance a lot. So Mm -hmm. him, him and Jerome. Jerome are you know in a, a very similar situation there. And that's that's all good and they're, they're kind of interesting they kind of break things up a little bit when they're on screen and doing yeah. stuff and and there are there are some interesting shots or you know they're very very deliberately it's oh they're they're on the edge of the mm-hmm. shot and then we we zoom in just just a little and they're not in the shot anymore and they're out of focus it's okay some some nice visual stuff going on there props to the director that was that was, that was solid. No, no, it's very, it's a very visually yeah. appealing film. They, uh, they, it, it is, it is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's engaging to look at, and it, so, it
0: bridges that like NTV slickness
1: that was like kind of new at the time, but still also looks like a movie. Yeah. So it's yeah, Morris and Jerome obviously are not taking themselves too seriously here even though the characters do which is is kind of their thing
0: i know i love that i it's a it's it's a hard thing to to walk i think but they they do a very good job i like their little who's on first routines that they have
1: yeah yeah very very abbott and costello Mm -hmm. it's like it's oh it's yeah i i saw that. yeah that's that's a really old bit but But it's okay (laughs) but it is funny yeah yep yeah
0: um, other than that, I mean, like probably the best performance is, you know, of Clarence Williams, the third, who is an actor, um, like an established actor at the time where I mean, he yeah, was in the Mod yeah. Squad. You'd recognize him from a dozen things.
1: He's uh, he's just in stuff. So, yeah. And there, there are at least a couple of scenes where you get some actual, you know, genuine, credible emotion out of them. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, there's there's a human being in this film. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: Not the best acted movie, but still enjoyable and fun. And that's that's the important thing.
1: Cool. I will come get you? Let you know the girl's there. Not if I'm with my other babes. That wouldn't be cool. I don't want to break their hearts. So we ought to have, like, a signal. A password. Okay, what's the password? You got it. Got what? The password. Password is what? Exactly. The password is exactly? No, it's... Hold it, hold it. Slow down. All right. So let's go into greatest hits. So, I mean, yeah, greatest hits. I mean, yeah, of, of course, the title song, because oh, yeah. of course, of course, it was, was was a huge hit. It's a good song. It's a good it's, song. It's, yeah. it's solid. You know, so let's see. Uh, let's go crazy. The, the opening number is is you know really solid and gives you right up front. OK, I I've got a pretty good idea already what this movie is going to be, if, mm-hmm. you know, just just in case you didn't going in. Mm-hmm. So the the whole the whole closing set where you know it's it's you know, wow, you know, the, the revolution, they're they're really gonna make it, they've got something special here. Yep. They 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 do a, a three-song set, and you know, the, the audience is totally into it. And and like I alluded to earlier, it's that that comes through. It's like it's it's almost like you're there. So the the second song in their set, I would die for you, is numeral four. Right. Yeah. Um, letter U. Letter U, yes. Um, right. Is objectively. Out, out of this context, probably not a great song, but it's it's one of those it's okay in in a live setting where you know the, the band is clearly having a great time performing it and the audience is enjoying that that's that's infectious mm-hmm. that worked i really really dug that there, there have been other songs like that So sort of, you know you hear it on the radio and it's says the studio cut. i i don't really get this and you hear it live it's okay okay this this is a little different I, yeah it ha- i kind of i kind of understand this song now for
0: something that's like a movie so that's about as recorded as you could possibly be in a lot of ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that kind of live magic somehow makes it through the screen and that's that's pretty cool like that I, yeah. I, I may have been the director that could but i think a lot of that is just the revolution being really good at performing so, yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm with you that the the one two punch of of the opening. So I mean, it's not to me. It's not just you know, let's go crazy. It's weird to me that no that the people aren't as into let's go crazy
1: at the beginning of the movie. Like I'm just like that song yeah. is awesome. People, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's 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 kind of where you get into some of the other acting. Yeah. And people being flat. It's like, hey guys, this this song totally slaps. This other one doesn't. What's I would what's, like to, what's wrong with you guys? I'm going to yeah. take
0: this moment to point out that you just said slaps. I love that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, anyway, anyway,
0: it does. It does, it does slam, Um, but to me, it's a one-two punch of a great opening because it's not just let's go crazy, but it's also jungle love, which is you know the time yeah. song. But it's like, like, yeah, let's do this mm-hmm. movie, yeah. Like, I am mm-hmm. just I am into it, it is great. And uh for me, like I'm a big fan of like of Darling Nikki, but for other reasons that I'll get to when we get to the liner <laughs> notes part. Like I think this as a scene it's kind of interesting because there's sort of like this emotional weirdness going on it's like like when you don't hear when you hear the song as it is and then you learn all the other stuff about it you're like okay all right but then when you like see it in the context of the film and it's like a plot point song it's kind of funny but i mean but you Wind know, doves cry is probably like i think that's prince's best song i actually think it's probably in the top 10 best songs of the 20th century and if, if not the top five and it's uh I, I really like that song i do kind of feel like the montage kind of lessens it slightly <laughs> I, I i understand it, it works in the montage don't get me wrong like it works for the montage and apparently like he was like oh we need another song and he just made that song like by himself in a really quick amount of time and so like it's, it's sort of odd like i really like that song but i kind of wish i kind of wish it had a performance in the movie as opposed to just being like a song used in a montage but um i don't know, I don't know. but uh the music video for it was like one of the big promotional items for it so that may be part of the reason or eh, i don't know but um yeah yeah, yeah so that, that's where i'm at too the ending is also of course really great I think everyone, everyone knows how to sing "Purple Rain," even if they don't realize it.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those like you know tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. It's like, yeah, yeah, get a get a get a couple of drinks in you, yeah, and it won't make any difference. <laughs> you can fake it. I, I would like to. I would, I would like to think it has like some like a slightly more
0: more artistic mirror than that.
1: More artistic, it, 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 it has, yeah. but. But I also stand by what I say. I,
0: I get what you mean, though. I, I totally get what you mean. I, there's a, uh, it's uh, the same, like, Don't Stop Believing has a similar thing. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: All, right.
0: All right. But yeah, so, like, uh, so it, go head into liner notes, I, so there's a lot of extra stuff about this movie. <laughs> So, like I said earlier about the whole contract thing, like there's tons of very interesting, weird things that go with this movie. This is uh, it was a big hit. This is the thing that makes Prince the superstar, the mythic legendary figure that is Prince. This is the apex of it. This is where he gets all of this money from this and then builds Paisley Park out of this, which is a place I've been to. Um, if you're ever in Minneapolis, I totally recommend checking it out. It's uh It's now round by the people who run Graceland, so they have a really nice tour and everything. Um, I am not going to ever go to Graceland because I am afraid it will just make me a big Elvis fan because after I left Paisley Park, (laughs) I was like, man, I really got to get into this Prince guy. And so, yeah. Yeah, so... That is hilarious. Yeah, so, like, uh, it's definitely worth checking out, but fair warning, you may become a huge Prince fan afterward. Yeah. Anyway, so... This movie does does relatively well. It is, uh, you know, Siskel and put on their Best of '84 list. Surprisingly, it uh, does very well commercially, uh, pretty well critically. It uh, wins an Oscar for song score, um, and uh, but uh, Tim may have some feelings about this. So uh, it did it did beat out um, a movie that you probably very like, very much like, and that would be it. Did beat out Muppets Take Manhattan for best song score, and as much as I like those songs, and that and that movie yet, i would have done it <laughs> would have given it to purple rain too
1: yeah yeah i i think i probably would as well and there there are some really really great songs in in muppet state manhattan for sure mm-hmm. yeah, no no question there some of those are just i mean they're they're great but but yeah
0: but here's the thing um so this was none of the songs were up for best for the best song oscar which i find interesting but then i looked to see what was what was up for best song that year. And uh, so this is, so this is 1984 and here is what, so what, so what won was I just called to say, I love you by Stevie wonder, which is a song that has been proven to cause type two diabetes, but that's what won (laughs) against all odds. um, The Phil Collins song was also up as well. I like, I'm not like a huge fan of like, of uh, studio era, Phil Collins. So like, I mean, I probably was like, I would, I don't know if I, if that song's better than any of the songs in Purple Rain. Footloose, and, uh, however, is up. <laughs> it has two songs up um, that year, and that's Footloose and Let's Hear It For The Boy. Now, Footloose is a catchy song, but I would say Let's Hear It For The Boy is the better song. And there mm. it may have some competition with, with Purple Rain. So, like Purple Rain may have some real competition with that song. But then Ghostbusters is also up for best song that year. And as much as Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time, I be honest the song isn't that great.
1: Um it's not. Like it's not. Uh, it's, it's catchy and it's fun but it's it's not no. And not. I, and
0: I totally understand uh, uh Huey Lewis being mad about it. So yeah, no. I too would like a new drug. Um all right anyway. Uh, there's that random <laughs> random joke for anybody who got that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right but uh yeah so let's uh, so let me talk about Darling Nikki. So yeah, this movie wins an Oscar. Um, might be the only Oscar winner of our of our group so far. Um, uh, Hard Day's Night was up for original screenplay, but this this actually won. Say I got to see that Oscar at at uh, Paisley Park actually, uh, that was kind of cool. But to me, the greatest legacy of this this whole thing is the song "Darling Nikki." And why am I making such a big deal about "Darling Nikki"? Well, we have parental advisory stickers because of the song "Darling Nikki." Uh, you can look this up. I, I don't, I don't know. I want to say it must've been Kristen was listening to, so Kristen Gore was listening to, I, I imagine it must've been Kristen. I mean, like, I think they have more than one child, but. You know, and
1: Tipper walked in. And right. Tipper,
0: yeah. Tipper walked in and uh, heard the lyrics Darling Nikki, looked at the album, uh, at the album lyrics and, um, Got so mad she had her husband start a a basically a like a Congress hearing about lyrics and music. Um so that would be the PMRC trials. You can totally look us up. It's got a
1: it's a fun time. Uh, historically yeah. and culturally culturally significant outside of American top 40.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is like metal gets a lot of problems here. We get John Denver going, you know, <laughs> we get we get John Denver basically, you know calling it all bs which was not was expected of him and uh <laughs> yep and uh twisted sister you know or the d Snyder from twisted sister does this whole thing frank zappa <laughs> like yeah it's uh, definitely worth checking out if you're not familiar with this just the pmrc trials and um basically out of this we get the parental advisory sticker so which i don't see that much anymore but was kind of a thing that tim and i had to deal with growing up um, but yeah, that is yeah, because of now and then that is uh that can be traced all the way to Darling Nikki. Yeah. So like that to me, that is uh that's
1: better than an Oscar, <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> a little bit uh more more lasting mark there. A little bit more lasting mark here. Uh,
0: all right, so uh a few other bits of trivia. So Vanity, who is a protege of Prince. So here the thing about Prince is like Prince is like the what what do I call him? He is like the like the happy days of music he had so many spin-offs, it was a little ridiculous um or maybe more like the, the all in the family and that like you know like there's mod and there's there's you know the jeffersons and there's you know all these other, like uh but yeah like prince like out of prince we get the time we get the family we get we, we get the vanity six which becomes apollonia six so vanity was supposed to be in this movie and then dropped out um uh, well it had left Had left Vanity 6 at the time And their big song would have been Nasty Girl Which is a song you probably don't realize you know But have heard Mm. And so, you know, Vanity 6 becomes Apollonia 6 Because the other two people in the uh, Well, it's three people But it's Apollonia 6 misnomer anyway the other two people they were in vanity six and and yeah and so like carmen Electra is technically a protege of prince uh, prince is a very influential guy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. also wrote manic
1: monday yeah actually that 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 tracks
0: no no i totally try it totally sounds like a prince song when you know that it,
1: it, um, it does yeah. it does yeah i i would not have guessed that but yeah
0: mm-hmm. So, all right. After this, so this was a big success, and Prince would go on to direct himself in, in a couple of other movies. Um, the next movie would be under a cherry, under the cherry moon, which is not great. Um, uh, upside of it is it does have it's the. It is the debut of Chris and Scott Thomas. So that's kind of cool. Purple Rain actually has a kind of standalone sequel called Graffiti Bridge, which I have seen some of, and it is also not fabulous. The music's okay. It's interesting because it's about him. uh, It's about the kid again, and he is now running the club. The club got left to him in the will to him and to Morris. And so there's still kind of like like a rivalry with Morris going on in that one. And that movie is like, it's, it's not the best, but it is at least entertaining. Under Cherry Moon is interesting, uh, to, to say the least. Prince also did the soundtrack to two other movies. Spike Lee's Girl 6, which is kind of like a compilation, but he did make some new songs for it, the songs for him. And what's the other big film soundtrack, Tim? Do you remember? Oh, crap. I don't. So this is my first big exposure to Prince, I would say. And I probably didn't know it at, for a long time, but eventually I did. And that would be... Tim Burton's Batman in
1: 1989 Oh that's right Yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm. Princess fingerprints are all over that All over it
0: yeah especially in uh, Like uh, there's a there's a, The song Party Man plays while While the Joker and his
1: cohorts Like basically run amok in a museum yeah, yeah, right, right, smack in the middle of the movie, right before Joker and Batman meet for the first time.
0: Right. And then there's that whole and like trust is a big important song in that too. Like Nicholson, like who you gonna trust? Who you gonna trust? like, you know, quotes it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um Scandalous is the big end credit song. So yeah, yeah, whole lot of lot of prints out there in the in the movie world. So yep, yep, yep. And uh all right, so this is so this was just a little random bit of trivia that I don't really think means anything but i also thought it was kind of funny um people apparently wondered if purple rain came from a line in ventura highway in the 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 song by america sorry boy yeah but i've been hit yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah that apparently is not true um and if uh and the sky is all purple in 1999 so like
1: i think that might be where that may have come from i don't know
0: uh, yeah, and and of course this
1: is post Jimi Hendrix as well. So mm-hmm. there's Purple Haze. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So like I don't know. That's so my so for me, I as a as a record itself, um, I used to own I used to I I used to have this on vinyl and then got rid of it at some point, um, which is stupid of me, but what are you gonna do? It might be it's definitely one of the top three single artist soundtracks, in my opinion. The there the only thing that's like really competing it is the soundtrack to Superfly by uh, Curtis Mayfield for me. Um, and that's partly because that soundtrack is better than the film. <laughs> um, I the sound, but the thing is, I think the soundtrack to Purple Rain is better than the film. So like that's that's not too unusual. But uh, yeah, that's a that's like that's a thing I often wonder well, about.
1: So I, I mostly agree, although and um, I I, I looked because after I I watched this, says, yeah, this yeah this this might be you know enough enough prints for me to you know have in my collection. Yeah, yeah, good. Yes. Um, thing is, the soundtrack is all prints and therefore does not include the time Yep, the time although I'm cool with not having sex shooter yeah that that doesn't bother me at all that that being absent
0: but yeah um, I got nothing against the modern air song though um, but uh, that, the that Des Dickerson's okay. group it's okay yeah it's all right. I didn't get to mention this ago, but uh, a moment ago, but uh, I kind of feel like my favorite thing about the movie is the announcer at, at the <laughs> club, who just sounds so, fl- like the first line of the movie is, is very flatly delivered, ladies and gentlemen, the revolution, <laughs> and then like later, like just like, you know, after, let's go crazy, but, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the time. I love this guy. I don't know why. I just, I just yeah, love him. He's, he's not excited at all. At all. Um, and he's like, when we finally see him, he's like this sort of gothy-looking dude. And I may just be saying that because he's just wearing heavy eyeliner, but it's uh, a yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like it. So, all right. Before we give our grades, Tim, I wanted to, I want, I, I wanted to have like a little, uh, like a, I don't know what to call this. We're we're going to pit the song "Purple Rain" against other rain songs. All right right all right. Me. all right okay now all right so first is Purple Rain versus November Rain by Guns N' Roses mm. this one's Purple yeah. Rain for me like auto, it, o- yeah, automatically yeah,
1: yeah not not to Purple Rain there
0: yeah I got like I got I I don't know I have mixed feelings about Guns N' Roses um or really have mixed feelings about Axl Rose um uh, but November <laughs> Rain is one of those songs that always struck me as like a real cheeseburger song um
1: and then uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing but, wrong uh, with that, but but yeah, but yeah I, I I hear you.
0: Yeah, uh, purple rain versus Have you ever seen the rain?
1: Ah, uh, that really depends on the day for me. Um, but yeah, pro- probably better than seven times out of ten. I'll I'll uh, I'll prefer to listen to CCR. Okay, Be myself personally. No,
0: no, no. That's a, that, that's that's the whole point of this. This is <laughs> this is just this is just you personally. Uh, okay, purple rain versus Set Fire to the Rain by Adele. Mm. Purple rain here again. Yeah, for me it, might, it depends on what I need at the t- at the time. Um, if I really need something cathartic and such, I mean like a, yeah, a, like Adele. I, I,
1: I get that Adele yeah. might win there because it's just so you know dramatic. Yeah, and I'm I'm not you know a super fan of of Adele. I'm I'm not a hater. It's like I I, I respect her. It's just mm-hmm. not really my style most of the time. It's like, I, I feel like I've got enough sad cathartic stuff in my library I kinda, already.
0: I like I kind of like her, um, but I do also kind of think of her as the second coming of Dusty Springfield. Um, all right, so Purple Rain versus I'm only happy when it rains, like garbage. Uh, you Purple Rain again? Yeah, I figured that one. Okay, now here's the one I think you're gonna have the hard time deciding, um, and that is Purple Rain versus Fire and Rain by James Taylor.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, lifelong James Taylor fan. Uh huh. Prince, I've only come to you know later in my life, um, and uh, honestly, for for all the heart that's in purple rain I, yeah fire and rain for me
0: mm-hmm. it's hard for me but i think i go with purple rain ultimately on that one but i do also really i, I think i might actually like the punk rock cover
1: by Be first the gimme give a little bit more i yeah I, I couldn't not laugh at that but yeah so like,
0: i just i just thought it'd be fun like uh there are other songs i looked into but then i also realized they didn't really stand a chance so um <laughs> So I, yeah, so I didn't go with him.
1: Not a year goes by without some rock superstar or another announcing that he's going to produce his own movie. He's going to control everything just like he does on stage or in the recording studio. And then the movie comes out. And it's a disorganized and pretentious mess sounds like the paul mccartney movie this year yes you think paul mccartney after 20 years would know at least as much as prince knows but all right
0: so final grades final thoughts for me i think this is as a, a very like it's probably of the ones that we've seen it's probably the second best movie of the batch that we've watched so far mm. um there's yeah. a lo- it is a very important movie in this genre um it's probably the top tier of this genre um, that said, like when you look at it from the story, the story of it all, like script wise, nothing particularly amazing happens here. In a lot of ways, it's probably a C plus movie. However, it's some really A plus songs. So I'm going to give it the B
1: minus, I think. Yeah, so I I struggle with this a little bit because you know, like the sort of the, the the base measurement for this, the baseline of it mm-hmm. is kind of this is kind of a B movie. Yeah, with little. It's, so there, there's some A list talent here. Not so much acting talent, yeah, but C. Plus, this is a really good C plus. It's mm. it's right on the edge. I did enjoy this, I had fun with it. I'm yeah, I, I couldn't tell you when I might ever feel like watching it again. Mm. Mm. No, 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 that all makes sense.
0: All right. So we do have where our plan is for Thanksgiving this year. We are going to give you one more of these in our little in our in our run, and
1: that will be it'll be a twofer. And uh, what are we going to watch, Tim? Folks. We have got some turkeys. Oh yeah. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Do we, do we want to, do we, do we want to spoil it? Oh no, or, we spoil or, it. Or, no, no, the, okay, I- the idea okay. of this is so that they know, so that they so, can watch it before. Friends, you have been warned. We mm. are watching. We are, we are going to watch. Oh boy. Pure Country starring George Strait. Yep. Yep. We... And Spice World. Yep. We're, uh, we're moving a little bit away from rock music just to,
0: you know, try some other things out and, uh, Pure Country and Spice World, uh, Ended up, to be honest i think i'm gonna be okay with spice world's pure country i'm worried about
1: you should be yeah you should be i should oh, be oh man
0: yeah <laughs> all right well yeah so we're gonna try to get that for you guys by by uh by thanksgiving sorry it took us a while to get purple rain done a lot of real life stuff getting in the way so but yeah uh, yeah but happened now so i'm very happy and
1: uh yep Yep. We're, uh, we're, we're not dead. We're still watching
0: movies. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of things coming up this next month as we go into award season. So, or like, I guess I I would say it's probably award season. I mean, it's kind of like awards preseason technically, yeah. but this is when things start picking up. And we also got a lot of movies on the shelf from that were supposed to come out last year coming up now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, we got a lot coming for you. So hope to get a lot
1: as the year ends. So So for now, at least, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's one of the reasons that Purple Rain is such a surprise. Prince did control this project. It is based more or less loosely on his own life story and on a screenplay that he wrote, and it was made out of the Hollywood mainstream, made in Minneapolis by people that Hollywood hadn't really heard of before, and yet it's a combination of real content and real sensitivity combined with incredibly high-energy rock, and that's why it's on my list. And it is expertly done at every Mm -hmm. technical level.